Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We are through the first month of the season. How about that? It flew. Let's talk about what happened this week, though. Dun 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 dun. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us on this Friday afternoon. We appreciate you dearly. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake in California. We got Trevor Plouffe. And in the corner, we got Big Baby David, producer extraordinaire here at John Boy Media. How many shows do you produce, BBD? Mm. This, Yanks, JJR, Nick's Wake and Jake. Love making. Five? I think so. Pre-game show on Mondays? Mondays. Six shows. Hot. Insane. Mm. Jake, how are you doing? Mm. James, Trevor, beautiful baby David, everybody in the chat, what's going on? I'm doing well, man. You honest about that? I'm doing well, yeah, I think so. I uh, I think so. I think like Trevor's about to say, I'm I'm getting my second shot tomorrow, which wasn't. Pl- I thought it was this Friday. It turned out it was next Friday, but we moved it up. So that kind of changes my whole weekend around. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, probably have a nice relaxing weekend, watch some baseball, maybe do some stuff outside. Now it's like, oh, <laughs> well, my weekend's kind of shot. So, uh, but I'm doing good. Baseball continues to be hot in the streets. The first thing, like, NBA's been dead for a little bit. The NFL draft tried to hop in last night. Always fun. Good seeing, you know, happiest moments of, of kids' lives and stuff. But everyone only cares about the first round. So it's over. We're back to baseball. No, maybe. I don't. I care about yeah. day three. You're I only three care about guy. day three. You're a day yeah. three guy. You're a fill the roster guy. No. Okay. Ben Mason guy. Mm. Rumors the Jets Newtown. might. Rumors the Jets might be eyeing him. Newtown. And, uh, yeah, he went to Michigan. Trev Ben Mason, brick of a human being. Harbo was using him like as a tight end uh, or fullback, which he kind of is. And then he switched him to defense, I think. And it was like, what are you doing here? Uh, and, and they ruined him. Ben Mason. Like, what's he, the significance of Ben Mason? He's my neighbor. He's my. He's Luke's buddy. Ah. He's my neighbor. So like. Saw him when he used to come over, sloppiest eater I've ever seen in my life. He would come over and eat dinner with us and just be like, Ben, you need a napkin or 10 because you got all the food over your entire face. Mm. So he's looking to get drafted. Hey, hold on. You're, you might take his draft stock down a little bit. Those NFL guys, they find the strangest things to move you up or down the board. So a sloppy eater. A fullback, eater. tight end, sloppy eater dr- that drives up. it up. That's that drives it, it goes away. up. Yeah. You want, you want okay. your fullback, tight end to not breathe while he eats. What do they play on defense? Fullback, tight end. Was he like? I don't a know. They moved him linebacker. around. Yeah, I think they moved him they to linebacker. Him they beefed him up. They moved. They moved him, the mo- moved him around a lot. He's a. Uh, he's a. Uh, big boy. He's a big boy. Yeah. He's big a, boy. Okay. Yeah. So rooting for him. I think they were getting into more of a spread offense, so they weren't going to use a fullback as much. But he was like an elite talent, so they when, still wanted to use him. Yeah. So they had him on defense. So. Go Ben Mason, his day three, round six or seven. His, his freshman year, he was basically, um, who was the earth, wind, and fire running back for the Jacobs? He was basically Brandon Jacobs for Michigan, like his freshman or sophomore year in high school, where if they were within five yards, they just gave Ben the ball. I think he had like four touchdowns one game, because and they were all like two-yard runs. 
I love this. Anyway. Talking football. Yeah. It's that? already better than talking Giants. That's, that's the odd that we have. This is already better. Wow. Shots fired. Wow. Pool man pool, pool Bobby Skinner tried guy. to come at me on Twitter. Wow. I expect more out of him. I did didn't you, even give it a response because it was so it was just a bad did you a see bad joke? Did you see our talking giants crew both say um wow in the same at, in unison? Oh. Or whoa. It's the fun it's so funny. Whoa. I haven't seen that. That's <laughs> our shout out talking giants, our crew that covers the giants. All right. I'm just kidding. Trev, I'm playing how are you, They're trying dude? to talk crap to me. How are you, I'm Trev? doing well. You know, I had the second shot. Uh, night up, I felt fine. Then I woke up in the morning, felt a little woozy, a um, little bit nauseous. But um, honestly, I took some Tylenol and I felt fine. You know, kind of banged me up a little bit, but this body's ready for that. I'm, I'm ready for anything in this thing. So uh, I'm back today. I feel great. I was a little bit sluggish on this on the on the IG live. I looked bad, so these sunglasses are helping me out a little bit. Um, but I'm back, man. I'm ready to talk some baseball, recap these series. You, you, Let's you do it, I mean? man. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I love talking baseball. Uh huh. Shag. Tabby Jinger with a whole face. All right. Uh, DraftKings presented by DraftKings. I don't think I said that, and I said at the beginning okay. of the show. So love you, talking baseball presented by DraftKings. Nailed it. Bang. Mm. Jake, you have mm. the National League oh. today, which means you're batting leadoff. Oh. I'm very interested to find out to what the, happened in the National League. I know some things this time, but the, not all. To the what? To the what? To the ooh. <laughs> it's, it's your birthday. Uh, happy birthday. All right, Jake, let's just do it. Let's get into the weeds here. On your mark. Get set. What happened in the National League? Tell me already. James, Trev, David, Ho! There it is. Let's start out with Mansplain Baseball's Atlanta Braves. They took on the Cubbies. Braves had been off to a slow start, and hey, they win the first three. They drop the fourth game, but Braves kind of getting back on track. Freddie Freeman with the big day. Uh, You know what? First pitcher home run in a while. How about that? Good for you, big fella. Mariznick hits. We've already always had a Jake beef. I'm out on that. Braves take three out of four from the Cubs. The Brewers take on the fish with arms. My Marlins. How about my guy Rogers? Kind of planted a seed there for no reason. Took a chance. He's making me look good. Unfortunately, the other guy was making me look good. Corbin Burns. He has a bad start, and he goes to the IL. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. Hazy's Aguilar. Might hear a little bit about him later. Marlins take two out of three from the Brew Crew. Cardinals and Phillies. They split four and they go every other. Phillies, Cardinals, Phillies, Cardinals. Reese Hoskins, have you heard about this Phillies infield? It's all I see when I close my eyes at night. Big injury week, guys. Cardinals, Molina, Wainwright, and Miller all to the 10-day IL. I hate that. They split the series. Los Hibido Gigantes. Those words almost mean nothing, but the Giants are your best team in the National League. How about a little pure disco? One of the first albums I own, Discalfani. They take game one, 12-0. He shoves. The Rockies take an extra innings game for the second one, but the Giants come back and win the series. Giants starting pitching in this series and this season, a 1-8-3 ERA in the series. They've been lights out. Yastrzemski to the IL. Mike Talkman coming to town, my guy. Dodgers, they must have won their series, right? The Dodgers, no, this is baseball, baby. 
Cincinnati Reds take two out of three. Pop to Molly, I'm sweating in game one. The Reds take game two as well. Dodgers bounce back. Clayton Kershaw on the bump. That guy's pretty good. More injuries, guys. Gratterall and Price. Make it stop. Make it stop. And the final NL on NL action. My D-backs take on my Padres. Just claim them. They split. D-backs took the first one. Padres take the second one. I think it broke a streak of like nine straight games that the D-backs had beat the Padres. Something crazy like that. Machado with the big, uh, that whole inning, they went nuts. That was actually fun. Watch that live. More injuries. Calhoun and Widener to the I.L. Make it stop. Make it stop. That is your NL recap. How about that? I'm sexy. Mm. Like there's no other way to say it. Hmm. There's a lot of other ways, I guess. Kind of sexy, sexy, not sexy, would be the sometimes, other yeah. How about that? Some uh, interesting results here, you know? Mm. Marlins beat the Brewers, um, and then the, the Dodgers lose to the Reds, and the Giants stay winning. Not an interesting result there for the Giants. I would have guessed the Giants won that series, but they just keep doing the damn thing, which I like. Best team, best team in the world, Trev, your Giants. We talked about it today. I mean, I said, is it the Dodgers or the Brewers for best team in the NL? And we said, what about them Giants? What Gabe Kapler and that coaching staff is doing is remarkable. They just keep reeling off wins, man. And, and, you know, Rose and I talked about this when he was still working with us and not doing the NFL draft. He's, he still thinks they're in sell mode that, that, um, the GM there, and I'm forgetting his name. I think it's Mr. Jim. Is it Farhan? Yeah, Farhan. Yeah. He thinks that Farhan has set this thing up beautifully, where they have these pitchers performing on a really team-friendly deals, one-year deals, eight, ten million dollar deals. He says that come come around July, Farhan will be shopping these guys and doing exactly what he planned to do. He doesn't think they're going to stay in it through mm. the end of the season because he thinks the Padres and the Dodgers are too tall of a task. I don't know, man. Like, what record do they have to get to for that not to be it? For them to go into buyer mode? Like, do they have to be, like, something silly, like, six or seven games up? Man. It's I don't know. It's so early. So tough in that division. Like, are, do the if the Dodgers and Padres go full tilt, and if you're the Giants... I know. That's somehow, what I'm saying. If you're somehow keeping pace, you have to reward that. But at the same time, if those teams go full tilt... Feels like they the did Giants the same can't. thing last year. Remember that yeah. they were in the hunt and they kind of went for it instead of selling off. They ended up like one game out of a wild card last year. I'm curious to see how they're going to react this year because it's essentially as of April 30th, they're in the same situation. I mean, they have a little bit more cushion, like they're in the lead right now, but those two teams are tough. I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see what they do there. But regardless, they have been doing a phenomenal job winning baseball games. I've always been big on Kapler and all of the 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 the, the, the developmental coaches there. Yes, you have been. It's my so. favorite coaching staff. Yeah, you know, Kapler is kind of pissing me off Ooh. because mm. Mm. he doesn't get ejected anymore because he doesn't feel the need to appease the Philly crowd, and he's in San Francisco, and that that fan base doesn't really care that much. Right. Where in Philly, like. They were. It was a big deal that Kapler didn't get ejected in his first year as a manager. It was like a headline. Like Kapler, Kapler has not didn't get ejected all season. So in year two, he came out and gave us just three of the most hilarious ejections that you'll see. 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, the San Francisco fan base isn't clamoring for, for that. And now Kapler's not getting ejected. And he had, like, a disagreement the other day, but he just, like, kind of handled it, like, calmly because he's a calm dude. And um, that's yeah. upsetting for me. Well, calm yeah, do you dude. Think it's a, do you think it's money-driven? Do you think he's, like, sick of seeing $10,000 taken out of his check? No, dude. I think he's the kind of guy that takes pictures on a beach in linen clothes Ooh. and not the type of guy that, you know, smokes cigars and screams at umpires. I got to tell you, there's a little bit of not the smoking cigars and yelling at umpires. There's some intensity there. There's... A lot of intensity there. Okay. And it's bottled up, and sometimes he'll let it out. Most of the time, he, he'll meditate and get back to his chi and the zen um, attitude that he carries around most of the time. But, you know, it's in there, man. I'm, but, yeah, good, good on them. I'm both those guys, which which usually happens. But you know, what, you know what else keeps you from getting ejected? When your pitching staff has the second-best ERA in your league. That's, uh, that, that helps you not get ejected as much. Yeah, but that one gif of him just going, oh, oh, is the funniest baseball gif that's, like, we've had. You should do, we should, maybe Erica will do, like, a manager gif montage because that Bud Black one the other day. Yeah, that's, that's really low. good, too. So, okay. That's low. Okay, we got that. That's, yeah. that's coming up. I mean, that Kapler gif is all time. All time. Oh, oh. So what I wanted to look at here in the National League, and I should have done this before the show, is that no NL East team has a winning record right now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people could say, well, they've been beaten up on each other, right? Mm. So I wanted to take a look at that to see if that's true. I have three of the teams done right now because they really haven't even played that many in-division games which is kind of odd because that's what I thought like the excuse would be if you're a fan of that division. But I'm looking at it now. The only team I have left to do is the uh, Phillies. I have Nationals. I have Mets. I have Miami. Who am I missing? Nationals, Phillies. Marlins. Marlins, That's Mets. Miami. Uh, you have the Braves. Braves? Braves. The Braves. I got to do the Braves. ATL. ATL. Do the A-Town crawl. So, because that's, you know, that naturally I think that's what everyone would say. The Mets are the only team, I haven't done the Braves yet, that have a winning record in division. Which is kind of, I don't know if this matters or not matters, but we were saying that the division might beat up on itself, so it might not get a second wild card, because they might all just be around like that 88 to 92, mm. because they play each other so much. But I think they're just bad right now, and it's not that they're beating up on each other. I mean, NL, NL West, four teams above 500 right now. Uh, I think we've got some good slogs this weekend. I, like, I'm really I'm excited for this episode. I think Monday we're going to have some flames because you've got the Cubs are going up against the Reds, the Mets are going up against the Phillies, Nats, Marlins. I think, I think this weekend we've got a lot of the slog matchups and it's going to be excited who can t- take out the broomstick and we'll be like, this is the first big step of their yeah. season. So, so the Mets are 7-4 and four in division. That's what I just did the math on. So you can't fully trust it. But it looks like they're 1-1 one one against the Marlins, 4-2 against the Phillies, and 2-1 and one against the Nationals, which would make them 7-4. and four. Braves are five and eight against the division. Marlins are five and eight. Nats are two and four, and Philly is six and six. So they're kind of beating up on each other. I know, kind of. It's all early and ugly. I know. Jake Storielli story. 
I know, it is. Philly was the big team when we did the TPPs when we were like, ooh, Philly's got a, a lot. Because they've had 12 games, I think that's the most, where they got a lot of games against each other. They they could really take off. but Surviving. They split two with the cards. Research starts getting it figured out when he gets hot. Oh, yeah. He gets hot like nobody else in baseball. So Cardinals cool. just go town to town firing up other teams, hitting them in the head. Yeah. That's, that's They're just kind of like a fire, fire that's starter. In the face. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I want to I want to pump the brakes on that discussion because that might be talked about a little bit later. Yes, pump true. me. But now, but you do have me looking at the standings and doing all this stuff. Who's the hottest team in baseball right now? Do not look. Hottest team in baseball right Over now. Over the last ten. Giants, Mariners, the Arizona Diamondbacks, eight and two in their last ten, tied with the Chicago White Sox, both at eight and two. Go Snakes! Rattle up, d back it up, baby. We have a meeting Ooh, with him today. Jake's deep. Yeah. D-back it mm-hmm. up. We'll tell him you said that. Freight train, mm-hmm. David Peralta. Um, Milwaukee's still doing the damn thing, even though they lost 15-10. and 10. Everybody. They lost everybody. Yelich yeah. is hurting. Burns. Yelich. Burns is out. Hopefully that's – have we got an update on that, BBD? On what's going on with Burns? Because I thought – last time I checked it, they weren't sure yet. I know he went on the IL. Yeah, I don't know. But, but our dude, Colton Wong, we did a little – Instagram yeah. live with him on the John Boy Media Instagram channel. Jake and I yeah. had a little chat with him. What's that? They for? still have it as undisclosed, oh, Trev. Okay. And then Wong hits okay. a home run and then turns a crazy yeah. awesome double play. Nasty. So let's go. That's John Boy Media effect. It's worth looking up. Colton yeah, it's a comes cool. flying across the bag. It's, it's like a really cheater cool. jump throw off the base. It's cool. I, I saw the... Um, the play, I don't want to, you know, always talk about myself, but I'm going to okay. talk about myself right now. I had a play similar to that. Me and Jamie Carroll rolled it up the middle. I'll get the highlight. I'll put it out on Twitter so you guys can see. Love how me some Jamie Carroll talk. And the other, mm. I mean, it started off, but the Braves. Braves had been struggling pretty hard. Uh, they win that, that first game, the Freddie Freeman big three-run homer. Almost give it up, but then 5-0, 10-0. They dropped the final game, but Braves Nation, they needed that, man. They uh one of the better teams in the league and they were off to a rocky start. They'll get going. Rocky? Wish I knew a guy named Rocky. Talking to one. No. Anything else? No, I think AL? That's it. You wanna move on to the AL? You wanna know what's going on over there? I, I gotcha. Would. I would love to hear what's going well, on. Well, it's brought to you by our good friends over at Dugout Mugs. Look at this. Look at this mug. Trev, look what we have. Trev, look what we have. Trev. Oh. You like this talking baseball one? You got one? Got a mug? He's making a run for it. Yes. Bang biscuit. Oh, is your talking baseball different than mine? Yeah. You got like a dark stain. I got a light stain. I think I lo- I like well. Oh wow! wow. Trevor's has, Trevor's has his name on the back. Anyway, Show Mother's Day is genitals. only nine. Mother's Day is only nine ways a, nine days away. So Dugout Mugs is giving you thirty five percent off the best gifts for baseball moms. Use code JOMBOY at dugoutmugs.com. Um, Trev, what's your mom's favorite drink? My mom's favorite drink oh. is a Bloody Mary. I asked her. I said, "What's your favorite alcoholic Ooh. drink?" Because I didn't really know. She said Bloody Mary. I said, "Okay." Get you one of those in a dugout mug. Does your mother have a favorite drink? She does not drink alcohol. She likes Diet Coke. Oh, okay. awesome. I love it. I just say like love, her favorite drink I love is Diet, Diet Coke. Coke people. Diet Coke people is a sneaky cult, and no one talks about it. Mm-hmm. Jake? Sneaky. 
Linda Bin turns up, man. She's uh, she's been on a tequila kick for a little while. Ooh. I mean, she's uh, what'd you call her, Lynn the Bin? Linda Bin, Linda, Linda Bin. So we uh, there's a weird fra- phase in towards the end of high school. Every mom's got a bop a ba nickname like that. It's Mern the Burn, Lynn the Bin. A bunch of hot high school moms. Yeah. Okay, still into it. So anyway, go to John Boy, go to dugoutmugs.com, and you get 35% off the best gift for baseball moms. Dugout mugs. They got the wine glasses, the openers, and all that stuff. Bam, 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 bam. Free shot glass still. Here's what happened in the American League. The Tigers and Royals finished up a weekend wraparound series. Keller versus Turnbull. Santana hit a two-run home run. Royals complete the sweep over the Tigers. The Indians... They took two of three from the Twins. Twins stay losing. Colome stays bad. Damn, he lost, loses game one. Ramirez game-tying home run. Luke Blow walk-off two-run homer. They did win game three, and they hit six home runs to do so, including three in the first. How about that? Twins avoid the sweep. Little bit of pride there. The A's and the Rays split a four-game set, good pitching and timely hitting all around. No Tampa starter allowed more than no Tampa pitcher allowed more than two earned runs. I don't believe an A's pitcher allowed more than two earned runs either. It's just kind of like good, like what they call playoff baseball, just timely home runs and good pitching. So good job by those two teams in the trop. The Angels took two out of three from the Tigers. Otani hits and pitches in the same game again. Mike Trout now has a 420 batting average and a 524 OPS. Holy smokes. That guy is good. The Yankees and the Orioles also split a four-game set. The Yankees finally got good starts from a pitcher not named Garrett Cole. Mullins, Cedric Mullins went off for the O's. Two home runs in game one. Walk-off sack fly in game four. And Aaron Judge sits games three and four because he's sore from traveling so much. Yikes. The Astros took three out of four from the Mariners. Astros go back on to a little bit of a winning streak. No Astro hitter hit a home run, but every Astro starter had an RBI or a run scored and contributed offensively, which I found interesting. My dude Kikuchi shuts them down in game four to avoid the sweep. Go, you say, you say Kikuchi. I say Kikuchi. They're always chanting that. White Sox took two of three from the Tigers. Uh, Boyd Boyd exited Thursday's game with a left knee tendonitis. Not happy about that. Ramos game-tying RBI double. Garcia go-ahead to run single in the fifth. Mercedes hits another absolute bomb, completing his fantastic Mm. April. There you go. That's what happened in the AL. AL. Nice job, Jim. Nice job. American League. Boston, still top of their division. Royals, still top of their division. Oakland, still top of their division. Oakland's just going off. 16 and 10. Um, Boston and Oakland are both 16 and 10. Those are the two best records. Mariners, two seed. How about that? Mm. Yankees dead last. Dead. Uh, I, uh, Texas I- is worse. No, I mean dead last in their division. Yeah. I want to pat myself on the back a little bit here because I'm looking at the standings here. I put out the over-under picks from our TPPs and every single division leader, even the surprise ones, the Red Sox, the Royals, the Giants, I had over 
on every single division leader right now. Right here. Huge. That's uh congrats, man. Let's see. On you, April 30th, I'm doing really well. See if you can cash the ticket. Uh the series I'd want to hear more about. A's and Rays. Uh I I didn't deep dive and watch a lot of it this. Trev, we we previewed it on the first uh day we did the preview, the the Chris Rose MLB preview show, and then BBD hopped in, built different, entirely different. Um, man, that series, I'm assuming it was good baseball and good pitching. I think every game hit the under two one, four three, two oh, three two. And I mean I, I don't know. It's the A's Rays. I feel like we compare them a lot for kind of the way those those organizations operate sometimes. I I wonder if that felt like playoff baseball light or or what did it feel like? I'd want to hear from those fan bases because a lot of good pitching, you know, I'm you know, low scoring, that's that's kind of playoff baseball scores. Yeah, Rich Hill had a really good start. Um, he gives up a two-run home run to Sean Murphy, and that, that does him in. Other than that, he went six innings pitch, 10 Ks. Manai had a good start. I mean, it was all really good pitching. I don't know the intensity level. Uh, it's the trop, so there's not a lot of intensity there. And I, the Rays are good at baseball. Okay. Uh, and they deserve a better stadium. Yeah. Rays fans who defend the trap are the weirdest people in the world to me. Like, I don't know if there's a syndrome. I don't know if it's you're allowed to say the syndrome anymore or, or compare things to that. But, like, it's like, dude, you don't have to defend the trap just because you're a Rays fan. You yeah. can admit it's a terrible atmosphere, atmosphere for baseball and that having a white roof is stupid. I don't, they're like, they feel like the need to defend that. Like, dude, you have a white roof and the ball's white. And Joey Wendell missed a pop-up and it led to a run being scored because of it. Whatever. I had a whole Twitter I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of dumb things in stadiums throughout the league. I mean, the trop is the trop. Obviously, they'd want a new stadium, but it's not, it's not that bad. I've been, I've been able to experience it now as a fan and a player. I mean, it's just... It's one of those things. You don't want the white roof. You don't want the catwalks coming in. Those are the play. two main things. Look, those are the two main things. But in in Houston, two years ago, we had a hill in center field, and they used to have a freaking flagpole out there. Like there's just dumb it. things in baseball parks. They forgot to put bullpens when they built the new Giant Stadium. Like, what are these places thinking? At least the Trop was like an wasn't supposed to be a baseball stadium. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have an excuse for it. It's it's interesting. Home run dimensions. I don't care. You can do like that's part of the that's beauty around, of baseball. Man. In the eighties, they made cookie cutter stadiums, and everyone hated them. And go watch Jake and yes. I went and watched, yeah. and they were so boring. Every home run was the same, yes. and all that. And like literally, the fan base was like, "This is boring. We want unique parks again." So I'm all for unique walls and high walls, but you know, in fielders losing of all because the roof is white and the ball is white. That's not like a. It's hard it's to not see. Like a fun, unique experience. It's not gamesmanship. It's not. There's it's not, nothing. It's like not professional. It's not professional. If you're a kid and you also when it rains there, you feel like <laughs> the roof might fall down. That's like fun, I'm serious. Man. You think about that when you're out there. Like this could happen. Like that thing could collapse at any second. If you're a youth and you haven't seen the the highlights of the the Houston Hill, go go check that. Yeah. Because that's just <laughs> that's just the good stuff right there. Sean Murphy hit another home run in, in the second game off Diego Castillo, which I find mm. pretty cool. And and um, that was to put it within one. 
uh, in the ninth inning. So, you know, I'm sure that they were intense games if you were watching them and a fan of either team because every game was close toward the end. You know, these A's, they got so hot. They went on an East Coast road trip. It's Baltimore and Tampa, but they go, what do they go, four and four and three. Uh, they're still 15-3 and three since that horrible start. And now they come back home, and they host Baltimore, Toronto, and Tampa, three East Coast teams coming out west. So A's try to keep it rolling. One of my all-time hot boy team members, unfortunately, got his face jacked up. Matt Olson, eye is shut. Mm. Got, uh, got hit. I think mm-hmm. it was in BP. Uh, yeah. Got them pretty eyes, boy. So I, uh, I, I don't know. Get better, Matt. Probably not in BP. It sounds like it might have been in the cages, cages. because it ricocheted off of um, the screen, like the L screen, and it's not going to come back on a BP throw. So he must have been doing some canoe drill or some really close uh, front toss or something like that. Yeah. But that's that's scary, man. It happens. Yeah, yeah. Even even game four of this game, Jake Kiermaier was up with the uh, tying run Phillips on second base. So like every, I think it yeah. was it was good baseball good, around. Good baseball. Yeah. In cool pitching matchups, we talked about Glassnell versus Irvin. I don't think you can get two mm. more different types of pitchers, you know, on different ends of the spectrum. Glassnell, you know, tall, uh, right-handed guy. Irvin, we found out, was taller than I thought. Yeah. He says 6'4 on the baseball reference page. I don't think Should that's called the case. That out, He's yeah. a soft toss in lefties. Tristan McKenzie uh, versus Bartolo Colon. Mm. Ooh. Body size. Well, they're righty. They're both righties. Like, but like bot, I'm not even talking yeah. pitch type. I'm just talking if you're like a fan and you're like both those guys do the same thing professionally. Marcus Stroman, body size. Randy Johnson. <laughs> those guys are sharing the same mound? Yeah. It's crazy. Sports. Baseball. Baseball. You do it with short point guards and centers and stuff. Well, that's different positions. Right. Like both those guys can throw the same. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, we talk. We cover this enough. Uh, the Twins, Colomay loses again. Jeez. Ugh. Woof. Yeah. And uh, Boston, is that in the Interleague? Yeah, we got to do the Interleague. Yeah. Here it is. Trev, Trevor. Tell us what happened in the Interleague. Trevor Plouffe. We got three two-game sets happening. Royals and the Pirates. The series gets split. Game one goes to the Pirates, two to one. Game two, the Royals take nine to six. Wilmer Defoe pinch hit, go ahead RBI single in the seventh of game one. And Colin Moran, our guy, sneaky doing it, sneaky doing it. Dozier with a two run triple and Benintendi with a two run double in game two. They split that series. Nationals down in Florida, the Florida Blue Jays, they're still down there, right? They split the series as well. Game one goes 9-5 to the Blue Jays. Game two, 8-2 to the Nationals. That game one, Vladdy has three home runs, seven RBIs. I won't go into detail because I think we're going to do that a little later in the show. Game two, the Nats get some big homers from some veterans. Harrison hits a three-run home run, and Bell hits a two-run home run. In game two, they split that series. And the Red Sox going into flushing. Going into flushing against the Mets. The Red Sox sweep this two-game set. Two to one. Garrett, Retri- Garrett Richards versus Peterson in game two. My guy. Full pension. Piv versus Jacob DeGrom. Devers with a go-ahead single in the sixth inning of game one. Garrett Richards did the damn thing. Seven innings pitched. One earned run. Ten Ks. And then in the second game of the series, DeGrom gets outdueled by the Boston pitching staff. He goes six innings with nine Ks. But 
Vasquez hits an RBI double in game two, and that's all they would need because you know what? The Mets don't score any runs when Jacob deGrom pitches. Red Sox get the sweep. They're the best team in baseball right now, and that's what happened in the interleague series. Very nice. Beautiful. Josh Bell hit a home run. Huge. Second on his year. I mean, he was in a he was in a slot. I mean, his whole season's a slide. So maybe that can get going for him. Get hot. Hard to ignore the whole Degrom doesn't get any run support thing. Yeah, I'm bored. I'm like, I'm like, it's like I don't find it cute or interesting anymore. Just like this sucks. I said that like I think three weeks ago. It's like this sucks. Trev, I mean, did you did you ever run into anything like that? Like the the ace is on the bump, so you feel a little more pressure to push some runs across. Is that all it is? Because I mean, at some point, this is like the math equation has to be thrown out. Like some something's happening. They're feeling it. You know, there is a guy that we had on the Twins that we didn't score any runs for, but I'm blanking on the name. But it's not like they're out there saying, oh, Jake's on the mound. We don't have to score that that many runs. That's not right. the case. In fact, they might be pressing too much right now and saying, Jake's on the mound. Let's get this motherfucker some runs for once. Um, so I, I don't know, man. You know, it's seems to me like when you have a pitcher dealing, you're on defense. It makes it a lot easier out there. Not You don't have long innings, so you're coming back to the offensive side of the ball feeling good. You're fresh, but, you know, I, I'm hoping it's one of those situations that they just break out, and for the next, like, 12 DeGrom starts, they just go gangbusters and hit a bunch of – get a bunch of runs. I'm hoping that's the case, but um, right now they are struggling. Capital S. Mm. What is his run support right now? It's oh, it's two point seven runs. A start per nine. Does that go per nine or just in his innings? Uh, I don't. Got to be per average nine. is per nine. Yeah, per nine. Yeah, that's not good. Jim, I I posed this question to Jake on the IG live. Are like on a scale of one to ten, how legit are the Red Sox? Uh, legit. Like one to ten. Seven and a half or eight. Wow. Jake gave him a six. I went seven. You went you went above everybody else right there. I've been a believer in it the whole I said it before the season started. If they have a good April, I see them having a good season. And we've seen teams do this before. They have the talent. Like all they needed was some pitching and they're gonna get help. I don't truly believe in all the help. Like the schedule gets a little tougher for them, but best thing they have going for them is mojo. Um, mm. and like unity and fun and the Cora effect, if you're giving him credit or whatever it is, but no, I'm a huge believer in that, all that shit, like just the energy of the team is phenomenal. It might turn South at one, but right now, like, I'm not going to bank on, I'm not going to bank on them falling apart. Uh, cause they needed a hot start to do it, so I think they're legit. I think they're going to be a wild in their wild card race. I think they're going to make moves at the deadline to better the team. Small ones, not like going to leverage the future. But yeah, I mean, we're at the end of April here. It wasn't two weeks. It was a full month yeah. of really good baseball. They got Texas, Detroit, Baltimore coming up. <laughs> like, we're they're not slowing down. So yeah, I I think they are legit. I think uh, Yankees fans should be very worried about the Red Sox. Taking the wild card or the division, and the because the Rays are kind of not taking running away with anything either. Nobody is, yeah, besides the Red Sox. 
And if they were going to be there in the end, they need a big head start. And that's what they've given themselves after one month. So, yeah, no, I. And I think it would be an awful, awful look for the Yankees. <laughs> so, yeah. I, okay. No, yes, I think they're legit. Want to see a little more. The offense has been clicking, and we kind of thought that uh, they've had some guys in the bullpen step up. Uh, and just interested mm-hmm. to see if that carries on. I mean, a couple couple young guys, uh, Garrett Whitlock, uh, came over Rule 5 from the Yankees. How about that for you? Uh-oh. He's gone 13.1, zero earned run so far. Uh, Andreese, Matt Barnes off to a good start. So I, I'm interested to see if the bullpen continues to hell. Your guy, full pension Piv, doing it early on too. So, mm-hmm. hey, man, I mean... Again, kind of a simple sport. Right now, they're fourth in ERA, and I think they're second in hitting, first in hitting. So, yeah, if you do that, you're going to be there. Interested to see when the schedule turns up a little bit. But like Jim said, I mean, you know, if you can keep stretching that out, like momentum is real, good vibes are real, and a lot of front offices have kind of ignored that. So if you believe Cora makes your team that much better, believe it. And, like, accountability, man. Some rooted Yankee stuff coming out, if we're being honest. But, yes, it is. yes, it is. But I think Garrett Richards just had a really good start, and he made a tangible change to his, uh, like his delivery, like his, something, mm-hmm. which I like that for him. Um, He's in the book. Mm. Like he made it. He made a fix. Like, I don't know what it was. I think I remember. Um, I think he. I think he just went to the stretch or something like that. The Red Sox have the weirdest pictures on baseball reference. I've never noticed this. If you go to the Red Sox main page where it has their top 12 players, it's bizarre looking. I don't know what they did differently. Okay, interested. Like I'm here, I'm here, like look I'm at here. Devers and Vasquez and like just the background lighting. Back, background's different, different lighting. I don't mind it. J.D. Martinez looks high. Like, J.D. looks stoned. Devers looks like... A four-year-old. Yeah, like a, a nervous middle schooler Vasquez. Wait, I like their the background of the, this, though. Vasquez Me looks too. Lost. I like this. I was looking at one team the other day. I, I love Jake and I both like looking at those mug shots they use on Baseball Reference when you go to the team page. Um, Because they're silly looking. But I like the background the Red Sox did there, unlike the other teams. There was a team who was who have the Yankees played recently, I guess, because it was probably a team they were playing, and uh, it just looked like all the same person. Mm. I forget who it was. Orioles? No, because it was all it was just all white dudes. Mm. It was the Yankees. Maybe it was the Yanks. What's that one movie quote? I laugh every time I hear it. It's like. Um... You white, you Ben Affleck, or yeah. something like that. So um, that's that's role funny. models. Yeah, role models. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a good joke. Uh, that's good stuff right there. Um, good stuff. What else in the inner league? Blue, Blue Jays split. We can talk about some personal yeah. uh, performances there later. I don't know, like team, but yeah, I, I think that's it. That's everything. You said Dozier for a second. I thought it was Big Brian back, but that's that's mm. Hunter. We've been on a group chat getting ready for Mauer's softball event, and so he's having to send a bunch of videos in to like tease up and hype up the event. And so, like, I sent mine in right away because I'm professional, right. have all the stuff. Sure. And then we have a bunch of these old boomer guys like Joe Nathan, Nick Punto, 
um it's really funny to see them try to like work a camera and like put these videos together but some of the guys have gotten pretty creative it's been fun okay if you could yeah. if you could send whatever brian dozier sent i don't know i mean you could ask for permission or whatever but um I'm, i might I like, i'd I'll like ask, to see where Coach his self-content game is at he was golfing and then like actually like Joe was calling him. Then he ran to the gym and it was showing him working out and he's, he's looking jacked, okay. but he always, that's, that's yeah, him, man. I get that. Yeah. Good job by him. Good job. All right, let's move it on to the next back end of the episode where we will be discussing some personal performances. Mm. That was the team section at the beginning mm. the standings. How's the team doing now? We're going to get into individual stuff. There's going to be some stats we talk about here, and if you're into baseball analytics and you want to know more about it, you can go to Sports Management Worldwide. In June of 2018, St. Louis Cardinals manager Mike Matheny was fired. Matheny's agent, John Boggs, decided it was time to grow and improve his knowledge and skill set. He knew he needed to get better. He turned to Dr. Lynn Lashbrook with Sports Management Worldwide. Mike registered for Sports Management Worldwide eight-week online course, baseball analytics. He learned what he needed to learn. Now he's the manager of the Royals. They're in first place. He's got long hair now. Oops. He looks pretty good. He looks rugged on purpose. Um, so if you are interested in learning more about baseball and learning more about any sport and learning about analytics and starting your path to becoming an MLB executive or scout or GM, you got to head to smww.com and you use the discount code JOHNBOY for $50 off the course of your choice. They offer courses in baseball, basketball, football, hockey, soccer, rugby, cricket, and even racing. If you have always dreamed of a job working in sports, Sports Management Worldwide can help you from sports betting to esports, sports broadcasting. Um, or, hey, maybe we should take a course, Jake. I'm like, in, I'm talking to Courtney after this and seeing, like, what's up. Okay. Like, can I take the eight week course? Courtney is our director of sales, for on, those that don't know. During, during my normal like livelihood and still be okay or is this like an off-season thing because i you know my retirement job is gm of the rockies mm -hmm. so. yeah you do need to get in there uh they have what you know and who you know to get you into the game you love apply free at smww.com and use discount code johnboy for 50 dollars off the course of your choice which brings us straight into Standout performances. Standout performance. Who did it on the big stage this week? Do, 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 do. Jake, you get to go first. Say what? Ba, ba, da, ba, da. Guys, yeah. this always happens. I don't know how. I don't know why. I'm just a West Coast guy. And what stands out to me? How about the best team in baseball? The San Francisco Giants. And my guy, Disco, Anthony Discalfani, a good Paisan boy. You know I'm about that life. Nine innings pitched. How zero earned runs for you? Nine Ks, three hits, one walk. My dude is off to a nasty start this season, by the way. Jim, you'll like this. Five games started. He's got a 1 5 ERA in four out of five starts. He's given up one run or less. Ooh. So my guy is not only keeping you in the game, he's like making sure you have a chance to win. And man, we talk about this Giants coaching staff a lot on this show. They're doing something there. I got into some pitch mix stuff for you, Jim. Nothing too crazy, but 
you know, he does what he does. The fastball velo is a little above average. He's not walking too many people. He's missing enough barrels. Descalfani, man, the Giants, they've got a little, they got some good energy right now. And if you go nine innings shutty, that's a good way to get on here. And Trevor, the biggest secret of all, a secret of life, he got pooped on by a bird. Uh, before the game, he got pooped on by a bird, which is internationally known to be good luck. Uh, so I guess my standout is to the bird. Yeah. The bird wins. Good job, bird. Trav, you ever been pooped on? Ooh. By a bird? I don't think so. By a bird. You don't have to, I, you don't, you have to tell us otherwise. Forever. Oh, like, you know, like poop poop? No, I don't think so. Okay. Teddy never got you? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe. Yeah, you're right. Okay. For sure, I've like had some of uh, my children's yeah. poop on me somewhere. Cool. Sometimes it just you know just goes. They explode. We don't need to talk about that. There was a girl in third grade who uh, was sitting next to me, and she pooped her pants. That's tough. It was a bad time. She just started yelling? That's tough. Bad time. I mean, I think, you know, obviously waterworks and stuff, but, yeah, there's a turd on the floor. Like got out oh. of her pants and stuff, like a little turd. How does that? Well, I'd rather not relive it. I did that in uh, Maramarang. We'll talk after about yeah. this. Did that once when I was in probably second grade. Okay, that was wild. That's a fun story. Should move on. Uh, yeah, I like the. I always like Jay. I said it to Jake earlier when people say, "Oh, you're gonna have a good luck now because you got pooped on by a bird." Mm. It's like, oh. It's kind of like in hockey. Uh, if you break a skate lace, like tying your skates, and like your skate lace breaks, they're like, "Oh, you're gonna, you know, gonna get a point now. You're gonna get a goal." It's like every time something bad happens, you can't just spin it that it's good luck. Oh, I like that mindset, though. It is good. I like yeah. that mindset. I think that's a good mindset. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like it. Good job. Good job, Disco. Good yeah, job, Jake. Man. Good job to the bird. Giants. Coaching Giants. Staff. Can I ask uh, BBD? I don't know who's going next, but I sent a video over. Can you prep that to be put into my screen when wow. I give mine standout? Yeah, I'll go next. Um, okay. I am giving it to Vladdy Jr. Yeah. Everyone's been on us all the time. You guys haven't talked about Vladdy yet. You haven't talked about Vladdy yet. I usually, got a shirt. I usually, I'm not into three three home run games. Uh, because usually the third one comes in slop time against a bad pitcher, and you're like, whatever. This is not the case with this three-homer game from Vlad. It's really cool. In the first inning, he comes up against Scherzer uh, with a runner on and one out. So if you're a Blue Jays fan, you're like, man, if we can push one across early against Scherzer, like that changes everything. He grounds into a double play. Disappointing. Scherzer gets out of the inning. And his next at-bat in the third inning... Now, the Blue Jays are down 3 nothing. so Scherzer has an early 3 nothing lead. This is going to be, oh, no. Mm. Vladdy comes up with the bases loaded and hits a go-ahead grand slam as a 2-1 slider, and he hit an absolute bomb to left center field, which even looks more like a bomb because they're playing in the spring training stadium, so, like, it goes yeah. out of the stadium, not just, like, into the 10th row of the bleachers. So that home run mattered. It gave them a one-run lead early in the game and kind of cemented that Scherzer's not going to have a good, good numbers on the game here. His next at-bat, um, he leads off the inning against Scherzer, and they're up by three runs, and he hits a home run off Scherzer then, uh, a 3-2 pitch Oops. outside fastball he took to center, Sorry, kind of like a laser. That, you know, uh, would save the bullpen. 
three-run lead turns into a four-run lead because he clipped Scherzer again. So two home runs off Scherzer. But no, the Nats come back. They make it a one-run game. Now, Vladdy comes up in uh, the next, whatever inning it is, and there's a reliever, Kyle Finnegan, in. He gets a 1-1 fastball and takes it oppo to give them uh, a three-run lead again, whatever it is. So every home run was impactful and off not slot pitching. Usually a guy has a three-run home de- three run game. You know, one of the ones in the tail end are like, yeah, okay, well, they brought in their slop guy because you're up 7 nothing. All of these, two of them were off Scherzer, and they're all impactful to, like, the outcome of what pitchers get used in the game. So, incredible day at the plate for Vladdy. And his dad never hit uh, three home runs in a game. Mm. So, he got that on dad now. Eat shit, dad. I love that, man. There was some social media interaction. Vlad was all on social media talking about, like, another one, another one. Like, that's cool. I, I, I can only hope, man. I know that's a long shot, but if my boy Ted gets up there and starts hitting some homers in the show, I mean, that's like tears every single time type thing. I'm proud when he, I don't know, like puts away a toy in the toy box. Huge. Can't imagine three homers. Clean up, clean up. Everybody do share. Man, he uh, 1.141 OPS so far this season, 223 OPS plus. Uh, Seven home runs. He's making my Vladdy home run under bet basically be gone by July, and that's fine because I said when I I wanted that one, if he goes over, that means he's special, and holy crap, does he look special. Uh, Now a career OPS plus of 120, which we forget. Uh, We don't forget, but he's 22 years old, and I heard, I, I forget if it was Marley or if it was one of the reporters, but they were like, Vladito, he pictures himself with Acuna and Soto and all these young dudes who are supposed to be the next. And we kind of forgot about him. And the last stat, because all of his stats are nuts right now, 17 walks, 15 strikeouts. That's Ooh, awesome. Nice stat. So <laughs> if Vladdy does this for another month, like we're on we're on like MVP Vladdy watch. Yeah. Scherzer too, man. Come on. He good. Mm. He got mm. him. Yeah. Two time. Trev, who's your standout performance? Well, speaking of AL MVP candidates, I'm going to be talking about my guy, Byron Buxton. Went five for five, homer, two doubles in the game against the Indians. And fifth hit was a ground ball to basically shortstop to the second baseman fielded because they were in a shift. Runs a three six eight, three seven, one down line shows off the tools so he's obviously having a great season a 1.4 ops he's leading the league in homers and slugging great could it be just first month i don't think so right here our guy parker hagerman Mm. shout out parker on twitter put out this video showing the differences between byron's 2016 swing and 2021 swing i play with byron in the video that's on i guess the left of the screen Mm -hmm. Um, and he looks just very disconnected. You see the leg kick. He's pushing his hands back during all that. There's a lot of excess movement. And then you go on the right side of the screen. He's preloading the scap. I allow Will Myers. They're doing the same thing. That's getting it back into load position, ready to launch everything so much more quiet. And this adjustment is going to allow him to you know, see the ball, have that recognition time. And he's his age right now, 27 years old, 25, 827 OPS, 26, 844 OPS, 
27. Now he's sitting at 1.4. Obviously, it's going to come down a little bit, but he's making adjustments. He's becoming a guy guy. And and Twins fans and people all around baseball have been waiting for him to turn into this because of the tools that he has. And whether it's some coaching tips that he needed, whatever it was, he looks like he's in a groove at the plate and he made the right mechanical adjustment to be consistent. And I think with a guy like him, he was so wildly inconsistent because of his mechanics. When you get to a point like this where you can say, every day I know what I have to do and I'm going to see the ball really well today because I'm putting myself in that position, the sky's the limit for this guy. If you can hit two doubles and a bomb and then in the fifth at bat go leg out an infield single, I mean, it doesn't slump. Can't slump. This, this is what this is how what he's feeling right now. He's feeling like Mike Trout. Mike Trout has a great setup. He sees the ball. He's consistent every day. He knows his zone. He knows everything. Byron is in that. He's locked in right now. How long can he keep it? We will see. But this mechanical adjustment, right? I mean, if you look at these videos, you just see, Jimmy, your least favorite word, hitterish. This is hitterish, right? Yeah, I like I liked those? what you said. It's just less, so much more quiet. Like there's just it's just compact. It's all one thing on the on the right. Yes, there. it's connected. Yeah, it's good. He's having and, an amazing yeah. season. And because of this, you know, he's able to throw that barrel. The barrel accuracy, you know, jumps because he knows where his barrel is. If you watch the other, the, the video on the left hand side, that thing's swinging all over the place. How do you know where your barrel is? You watch the video on the right. He's got it set. It's very silent. Well, and he I just never throws really it to the thought about that. Like goodness. the Gary Sheffield, like it's hard to find where the barrel hard is to do in that. the path if it's swinging like that. Okay. Yes. Go check out Sequence with Trevor Plouffe. Get more of that. Mm. Trev, I, uh, you know, we're friends at this point. And, uh, you know, I, I have a certain stereotype about me. Uh, and I need to give you credit for something. Your three stopwatch times and then the A-Rod face, <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite tweets of the year. I missed this. Very what, what happened? humorous. Thank so. You. Buxton beat out an infield single, and Trev <laughs> – so I was curious because Trev's like, I got three times on it. And I was like, so wait, Trevor watched the replay of this three times, had his phone out, and was timing Buxton yes. to first? Which, <laughs> yes, yes, he did. And so he did the three screenshots of the Buxton times, and then he did the A-Rod zoomed in frog face. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good tweet. Is that what that's we're calling it right now, the frog face? That's a fantastic tweet, Trevor. Very proud of you. It was the very first thing I said when we brought up Buxton <laughs> on the IG Live yesterday. Just one of my favorite tweets ever. You, did, you done did okay. good. I like it. I've never. I like the A-Rod frog face. I like I've that. never seen three pictures of a stopwatch timer in A-Rod's <laughs> face. That's a fantastic tweet. Dude, I can't look at that A-Rod picture. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Why do you call it the frog face? I'm curious. Dude, it like, kind of looks like it, a frog. Why? Like, if you do, I don't know how those face mashing stuff works. Boomer Jake's out. But if you did, like, turn A Rod to a frog, it would not be that much different in that picture. I love the picture. I've, I've used it yeah, again. You, you yeah, went back to the I, I might be overusing no. it. It's so no, fun. Keep running it. Running into um, the ground. Man. All right. <laughs> Good, good standout. Let's move on. Next up, we have. Oh. Oh. 
Swamp watch. And we've tidied it up a little because it's gotten out of control. So BBD. Pay attention, everybody. There's five names that are left over from last week. BBD is going to give us the new five biggest slumps we need to watch out for. And then we will decide which five out of the ten are sticking around. BBD, who are the new additions? Our five new additions. These guys are all 0 for on the week. J.D. Martinez went 0 for 9 with two walks. Dom Smith goes 0 for 8. Struck out four times in that. Aaron Hicks, the biggest 0 for. 0 for 15. Got an RBI in there. Don't remember that. Walked once. Anderson Simmons, 0 for 11. And Marwin Gonzalez, 0 for 10. Mm. Wow. So, okay. So the part that's wild here in this new format is we have the five that carry over. Yeah. And, you know, and when we ran this through in our heads, it was like, you know, two of those guys are going to play well, so then we'll sub in two and we'll keep a rolling list. <laughs> Looks like everyone did pretty bad from the old slump list. Yeah, so the five that were on here, I mean, we have uh, – let's see. I, I'll, I'll go through – I'll lead us through this because I think of the five that carried over, Hap, Lindor, Muncie, Machado, Schwarber, Manny Machado is off. He had two hits. He had a triple. Yes. He had four yeah. RBIs. Uh, I think we're going to take him off. I'm fine with that. And the easiest replacement here for me is Hicks. He went 0 for 15. That's the most 0 first. But I, I, I have a second. The only, well. the only thing with Hicks, Jim, it's been all season. And that's kind of been your thing. Yeah. Like Hicks hasn't gotten it going yet this year. He had, so like, I don't know. He had four games where he was good. He had, like, two back-to-back righty Hicks games. But other than that, man, I mean, he's been – it's been a tough year for Hicksy so far. Uh, but of the week, it's the biggest. Yes. But, All right, well, you know what? Then let's do Dom Smith because he didn't have a single walk. He didn't have a single yeah. RBI. He didn't have a single positive thing okay. in his line. Uh, let's replace Machado with Dom Smith. We we good on that? I'm good with that. He, and, and Dom has had good stretches this I year. I love him, man. He's awesome. Yeah, I do. Uh, I like Dom Smith a lot. And, and, you know, he's he's got – he had a good stretch going. He's got three multi-hit games. He started the season, the first five games he had a hit. Um, but 0 for 8 not a lot, though. It's two it's games. Tough. It's tough, but it, we're just wa- – two we're games. Just, That's not a slump. No. We're watching out for it. It's a slump watch. This is watch, Trev. Like, like that's what we're saying. Hicks, we're, it's not like we're watching out, like, is he slumping? Is he not? No, he's slumping. He's off. He's off the watch list. And Damo's kind of off to a tough start this year. Negative .5 war, 203 batting average, 552 OPS. So I'm, I'm kind of interested because this dude's supposed to be a hitter. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when people put you and Barry Bonds' swing next to each other. Like, talk about expectations, Never worked man. well like, for that's me. That's just... Just pump the brakes a little bit. I don't like being part of this slump watch because it makes me feel really bad. I know what it's like to go 0 for 8. You don't feel like you're All in a slump, right. but I get, I get what you're saying. It's a slump watch. He's also 0 for, watching. He's also 0 for his last 12, so Damo can stay. Well, there you All go. All right, uh, the next guy I think that needs to come off is Kyle Schwarber. I mean, he did get a hit. It was a double. He walked as well. Comparatively to the 0 that we're adding, I think we can replace Schwarby here. Yeah, I mean, so I think reverse engineering this, I think Happer has to say he's our yeah. guy. He's in it bad right now. Lindor is mm. kind of one of the stories mm. around the league, so I yeah. still want to keep tabs on that. So, yeah, I think Schwarber or Muncie has to come off. Muncie. Muncie's his own thing, dude. He did it again. Muncie went 0 for 9 with four walks. Like, again. is Muncie in mad bum range? Like, it's just Muncie watch? Like, he's just walking. He's Gallo from last year. It's on. No, not even. Let's, um,. So Hicks isn't there. 
What about JD? JD 0 for nine. I want. I think I want Muncie off. I'd like JD on the on the list because okay. he's having such a great start to this year. Yeah, that if he does put yeah. another three offers, then where it is like, ooh, yeah, okay. So once they're actually on a slump, we take them off slump yes. watch. It's precautionary. Okay, <laughs> the timeline for me this is this is tough, but I get it. I'm, I'm like starting if to JD that. goes over his next ten, then we're like, ooh, not good. He's slumping now, dude. We caught him. Muncie's in his own world right now. The last six games, one hit, twelve walks. What's his OBP? Five hundred. Jesus. So he's not slump. Like in Max Muncie world, he's hot. He's getting on base. So I'm interested. It'd be cool if he had speed. Come on. He, that's one. Well, you know what? I've actually have heard he's one of those right. guys that's like, no. okay, sort of hot. New game. I'm so off calling hefty dude sneaky fast. Someone tried to tell me. What? There let's is? go, let's go to the real thing. Baseball savant. Guess Max Muncy's speed percentile. We've done this already. He's, he's, he's like upper third, I think, right? So give me a number. 53rd. Sprint sprint percentage, sprint percentage sprint speed. Uh, I want to say he's in the seventies. I think we've done this. Okay, I'd go f- yeah, like fifty on the nose. I'm bringing it up. Now. Oh, I thought you had it. Well, I'm. I had his name typed in. I just had to hit enter because um, I wanted to play the game. Jake made me fifty-two. Uh, we need, but we need to get. Mm. We need to get. Yeah, it's not enough to to be happy. Not, not enough. I thought it was higher than that. You. Until I get an answer from the people who run Baseball Savant yeah. and how they calculate sprint speed, Jake has completely erased it as a, a stat for me because Jake's like, "Do are they just calculating every time a dude goes to first base because they're not always sprinting. Sometimes they know it's a single, so they just jog. Other Some times... Max sprint speed. Yeah. Like, what is it? Like, I want to know guys at their fastest, like a hustle double or, like, tagging up from third. I don't want to know a guy who hits a ground ball past the shortstop and jogs the first, and now that brings down their average. So I just need baseball savant or whoever that does sprint speed to let me know what it is because there's a chance it means nothing at all. A measurement of a pl- – Yeah, I don't, think it's wh- I don't think it's what you're talking about, like where they just take in every okay. single one. There's no way. That a measurement of a player's top running speed expressed in feet per second in a player's fastest one-second window. <laughs> it's supposed to be their top speed, I think. Well, I'm more confused now. Okay. 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 So who's our final five? Hap, Lindor, JD, Dom Smith. Marwin and Simmons didn't didn't get included. So let's just leave Muncie. He's okay. he's Yeah, we'll he's leave. He's a Monday away from being his own list. And okay. Watch out for whatever Muncie's like doing. Yeah. If you're in a fantasy baseball league and you do walks or oh OBP, I don't know. I don't know what he's up to. It's weird. Can we just get a highlight of all his at bats? Like Kyle, like he's in the office. Like, yeah. can we just get every pitch of his last however many games you just said? Six games. Like, what's happening? Twelve walks. Do the umpires love him or pitcher? Is it a is it a force field around his strike zone? I don't know. It's pretty weird. All right, that was slump watch. Okay. Next up. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Jake, can you run through the hottest hitters of this week for everyone? Speaking of run, how about Trey Turner? Get hot. Six for nine. BBD, I smell you. Buster Posey. 
Trev's respect your veterans, man. Seven for ten with a Yabo Giancarlo Stanton. He's getting hot in a hurry. 500 batting average, 18 at-bats. That's 9 for 18. We're a math company. Young, thick Austin Riley getting in the mix. That can change. Going to pause you right there. Yeah. Just let everyone that's not in Braves territory know that's a big deal, and I'm happy for him. Okay. Ozzy Albies, the little monster. He's figuring it out. All the Braves trying to to get it going with with Freddie and Acuna. Mike Trout could literally be here all the time. 7 for 13. He's insane. Chris Bryant. Could be significant as the season rolls on. A little 5 for 12-er. And then the guys that hurl the puck. Christian Javier for your Astros. 17 innings pitch. Zero earned runs his last three starts. That's good. DeGrom, you already know. It's unworldly. Celebrated every time. Rodon. Mr. No-No. The toe hitter. 25 mm-hmm. innings pitch. Two earned runs. And Alex Wood. Yup. San Clam Cisco. 18 innings pitch, three earned runs. Kind of a step below the other guys, but still good. So mm-hmm. that's who's hot right now. But good stuff by all those guys. Uh, Austin Riley is the only one on that list that I think um, has a position that could be replaceable come August, September if he's not swinging big. So that's why I say it's nice, and it's not just this series. His last 10 games, Austin Riley has a 605 on base percentage of 483. Batting average and now his season stats on the month. He had a good April where at one point, it, it like when um, the Farm to Fame crew was here, they were a little worried about about his um, the start of his season because if the, he you know, after 15 games, his season stats were 182 batting average, 275 OBP. In the next 10, he raised them all to 300 batting average, 416. Um, and that's a team, you know, Travis talked about Jose Ramirez. Mm-hmm. We talked about trade candidates at third base. The Bre- the Braves can upgrade, so uh, it's good to see him get have a, a good April, especially when it was looking south. Mm. Our Braves connects told me they they very much believe in his defense. We heard Chipper Jones off the record said nice things about him that he didn't have to say. So people believe that defensively he can be a very good third baseman. And yeah, man, if he can hit. I, I reference this when we do Talking Yanks a lot. Every GM in their room has a, you know, their team this year, their team three years from now, their team five years from now. And, I mean, Austin Riley could very well be on the five years from now or, you know, if he has a tough month, you know, Chris Bryant, wh- whoever else is out there. Like, these Braves are in their window. And if a guy like Austin Riley can be a stud third baseman – I mean, that window just got bigger. Yeah. So keep doing it, young Some, Someone in the YouTube chat misunderstood me. I'm not saying Riley's going to get traded. I'm saying they trade for a third baseman to play over him in the playoff push and then give Riley another chance next the year other, or something like that. Other team would probably ask for him. Yeah, yeah. But I so, didn't necessarily yeah. mean he was going to get out. just mean he was going to get subbed out, go to a bench or whatever. Um, good job, Jake. Let's go to awards. We go to awards. Awards! Jake, you get to go first. James, Trevor, big beautiful baby David, everyone in the chat, your parents, your loved ones. Uh, I'm Mm. giving out the Pimp My Ride Award. Hell yes! I love this one! Ride. We're going to go to Ish with the interior... He pimped out the whole thing. 
Exhibit. It's to the Z. How high? How high was Exhibit <laughs> when they were filming those? He's ten thirty. Jake Storielli. Um, the Pimp My Ride Award, a very prestigious award. Uh, you know when they were pimping out the cars, you got the interiors, you're doing the outside, you got a couple features. They used to do the TV on the back of the headset, and I was like, whoa. Trev, you know the one thing you had to do. You need the subwoofers, man. You got to get loud. When you roll up next to someone at a red light, they can't be louder than you. And my guy had someone trying to be louder than him. And the music he was trying to be louder with was jazz music. My award is going to Jesus Aguilar. Uh, We have gotten a lot of insight on the Miami Marlins season this year. You're just about there. I need you to hold on for 30 seconds. You're just about there. We heard that Jazz Chisholm and Jesus Aguilar are in a home run competition this year. Jazz Chisholm got off to a hot start. Everyone's in on Jazz Chisholm. We love Jazz Chisholm. Farm to Famous called him their king. Guess what Big Jesus has done recently? Five homers in six games. His stats on the year are back up to a really good spot. 295, 383, a 921 OPS. He is leading the National League in runs batted in. I know some of the geeks don't care about that stat, but guess what? When you're a Marlins fan and you're watching your fish and he's driving in the runs, you like that a lot. So, Jesus Aguilar pulled up. He heard some loud jazz music right next to him. And he pimped his ride. He turned up the speakers in the woofer up to 10. You can't hear that jazz music anymore. We're dancing, baby. Jesus Aguilar. It's beautiful. It's poetry. Second uh, Jesus Aguilar award on Talking Baseball this season. Stud. Might be the first player to get two awards. Stud. <laughs> yes. Good stuff. Oh, pimp my ride. Pimp my ride. Pimp my ride. Good show. You think jazz... You think yeah. every interview Jazz starts, they go, so do you like jazz music? And he just goes, do you want me to kill you? Yeah. Would you like me to kill you right now? No, but this interview's over. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Good job, Jake. Oh, Jakey, Jakey, Jakey. You got anything on that, Trev? I'm happy. You know, Jesus, one of those guys kind of had been a castaway, maybe found a home here. I, lo- I love those stories, you know? I love that. Find a home, get comfortable, and do the damn thing. Maybe it turns into like a Nelson Cruz type a resurgent career, you know, later on. I like that stuff. Trevor. Seems like he's a good influence, too. Yeah, he's so much fun. Arm around the shoulder. Welcome to my office, I think, was the award I gave him. 13 walks, 13 strikeouts. So we always, we love that balance here. And yeah, leading the league in ribbies, man. Jesus Aguilar, that still matters, geeks. I know you don't think so, and yeah, guys have to be on all of it, blah, 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 but... Trev, my award's going to lead to a a bit of a lengthier discussion because I have questions for you. So I'm going to let you go first. Wow. Sure, sure. I I don't think we've talked about this, um, but we're going to go into the Henesis Cabrera. You know, he hit Bryce Harper and Didi. You know that? So maybe we have the same I thought his name was Genesis. It's Henesis. Well, mine is the Go Sit in the Truck Award. Mm. That's what you tell people who are just not performing. Not yeah. Okay. Go sit in, in the, the truck. truck. You know who I want to go tell to go sit in the truck? John Heyman. Go wow. sit in the truck. John Heyman Award. 
Listen, this guy puts out ridiculous tweets all the time, but he had a couple all-timers, including the one one day ago when he said Cardinals should send Henesis Cabrera to the minors. He didn't hit Harper Gregorius on purpose, no shit, but he's not competent enough to be in the majors at this point. Clearly, this tweet was dumb, a cry for attention. Here we are giving it to him. It got ratioed to hell. But guess what? Hennessy is a competent pitcher. He should be in the big leagues. He had two batters, two pitches get away from him. He was very sorry. There was no intent. Harper already issued like, hey, man, like you're okay. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. Like, Can you imagine just having a couple bad pitches and some idiot telling you to go back to the minor leagues? This guy's been a pretty damn good pitcher over his big league career. Can you imagine if John Heyman fired off two tweets and somebody was like, hey, John, you know, like I guess that's what I'm doing yeah. to him right now. Hey, John. Two bad tweets. Go sit in the fucking truck. I can't stand when people do that. This guy, you know, you saw his emotion after he hit the, hit uh, Gregorius and Harper. Like, he didn't want to do that. He had to stay in, finish the next batter because of the three-batter minimum rule. He went and did his job. He went and sat down. I'm sure he's had a lot of time to reflect on this. And John Heyman putting out that dumb tweet pissed me off so much that I had to come on here and give him a negative award, a go sit in the truck award, John, because I'm sick of it, dude. I'm sick of it. What what makes him credible enough to say stuff like this? He just wants the reaction. I'm giving it to him, but only because I'm so damn fired up. The second dumb tweet he put out was he said, the Marcelo Zuna selfie celebration, the best celebration in the biggies it's objectively not the best celebration in the biggies i think it's one of the worst celebrations in the biggies so john go sit in the truck bro just give up your twitter get out of here yeah i'll do my um once every three months advice for everyone that i guess you didn't take last time trev mute john Heyman on twitter if you and if i don't follow him you have to me neither but you mute him i have to so mute him. people retweet him or people get mad and give him attention you don't see it because um, I, I don't know what he does. I don't read his articles. I don't see what he says on TV shows. Um, it might be good. It might be balanced. It might be better. He runs the worst Twitter account in all of baseball, and it's only going to make you mad. And I used to play the game. It makes me mad. He had me blocked for a while because I used to, like, do translations. Like, what John really means? Like, And I, it's just my advice, just mute his Twitter account. I don't know. I'm not saying he sucks as a person or his articles suck or his TV appearances suck. I don't watch or but I've read his Twitter, and it's the worst Twitter account in all of baseball. So I think I do this every three months. Your life will be better on Twitter when you follow baseball if you mute. I think you I'm going to do time. it. Yeah. I mean, don't look at anything he sees. It's awful. It's awful. I like his stuff. I think, uh, you know, he's just so misunderstood. Uh, no, it's uh, it's so bad. It, uh, You know, my some of my darkest nights. Here we go. Uh, you know, he's a he is a reflection of... Major League Baseball, and there's so many people on Twitter that follow him for stuff about Major League Baseball, and it sucks. And I, uh, the part that kind of reeled me back in was, man, I watched some of his MLB Network appearances, and he was actually solid. Like he had a he had a decent presence, and he kind of he talks like a guy, and like you know he kind of knows his stuff. And then to bring that on Twitter, like it's it's part of what Major League Baseball is missing that. You know, if you have that as a reflection of your game and your network and what's going on, like, that's a big, that's a giant piece of the puzzle right now. And it's, it's like, bad for the sport. But let's get him in the box against Hennessy. It's, it's two it's two pitches, yeah. dude. Two pitches, and you're saying this guy isn't competent to pitch in the big leagues. 
Like, stop it, dude. Stop. ERA plus of 117 for Henesis early in his career. The 24-year-old. So and then the, the Ozuna selfie after the bomb, obviously. That's not the best home run. It's a good one. Like What's it. the best? Do we have a consensus best? Yeah, the Prince Fielder I have, jump on home plate. Everyone falls like a pin, like bowling oh. pins. Love that. Well, I, that's great. I meant today. Who's got it? I'd have to look. I just know it's not okay. that. I'm not going to put a tweet out and say something that's so far removed from the truth. Ooh. So I'm out on that. Good award. Good award uh, I'm giving my old school baseball award. I didn't really get too creative with this. I just kind of liked it. Good name. I'm intrigued by it, too. That's why I want to ask Trev some questions. Um, it, it, it goes right along with the Henesis Cabrera stuff, hitting Harper in the head. And, and then um, the next game, Neris, 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 I think I said every time I say his name, mm. Neris, uh, hit Arenado in like the elbow or back. I'm not sure where it clipped him. It was like un- below ah. the shoulders. Might have been the back. Might have been the elbow. Scapula? I, I, don't, I don't know. Mm. Um, but hit him. And then Schilte, manager of the Cardinals, had a really interesting post-game press conference. And I want you to hear it, Trev, because I want to hear your opinion on it because I'm, I'm really torn on it. Um, and I'll just play the audio. So Harper gets yeah. hit in the head. And then Didi gets hit in the side by Henesis Cabrera. He's got no control. He blamed it on the three-pitch minimum. He's like, I would have taken him out because clearly he didn't have any control, but he had to face one more batter. Mm. Um, that's mm. what Schilte said. Like, mm. this is the three-pitch minimum, three-batter minimum. This is three-batter minimum's fault here. Clearly, it wasn't on purpose that he hit Harper. Um, everyone knew that. But then clearly, they still retaliated, and they hit Arenado because they still just got to protect their guys. And here's what Schilte um, said on all of it. He did it right. You know, he took one shot, and he got him low, fairly low. Thankfully, not a different story. We're probably having some issues if he gets hurt, and that's the risk of, of doing it. But it's old-school baseball. We didn't mean to hit a couple of their guys, but nonetheless, a couple of their guys got drilled pretty good. And, um, you know, so you can expect some retaliation. And it was done as clean as possible, and we move on. And that's how, that's how the game polices itself, and that's why you didn't see this ugly – People going nuts, skirmish. So he goes on for longer. I just played a clip. Like, he was like, they'll probably deny it, and they should. That's smart by them. But I think it's pretty obvious it was on purpose, and I'm fine with it. And I was, in a way, I love it because it's like, yep, th- like, this is the, the club we're in. And, like, no, I don't have a problem. I'm glad they didn't hit him in the head or, like, up top. It was kind of higher than I think he's acting. Like, it wasn't, like, at the hip. On the other hand... Like, throwing at people on purpose, like, I still just, like, think it shouldn't be part of the game. Um, but he's, like, his interpretation is, like, well, it is part of the game, and, you know, that's how we police it ourselves. So I love that he wasn't mad, and he says it was all handled properly. But I'm also, like, I don't think they needed to throw at Arenado because if he gets hurt and, like, or they miss by half a foot and it is too high or too low. So I'm interested to hear what you have on, on this, Trev, as a guy – you played, like, in this changing realm of it. Before Trev goes, one thing I want to add that I think is important. The the Naris hit by pitch was ninth inning, tied game, two outs. Tied game. So yeah, I just outs. think that's important well, for the scene. Well, also, though, um, Real Muto put, didn't put his glove up. Like, as soon as the ball was thrown, Real Muto dropped his glove to his uh, uh, 
to the dirt. It's the most, so I no, got to see it. I got to see it. Yeah. It's on purpose. I don't know if you were saying like it no. might not. Okay. No, I just think the game scene is important here. This wasn't a blowout in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were. You were saying you think 100% that was on purpose. Nero said Nero Nato. 1,000%. But Shilty, act, I'm going to do a breakdown. Shilty walks up. He gets ejected. He walks up, and he doesn't walk up to the ump. He just slowly, casually walks up to Real Muto and asks him a question, and Real Muto smiles and nods. And, like, my guess is he's like, thanks for keeping it low, or, like, we're good. And Real Muto says, and, or Shilty says, we good now? Good and now, Real Muto yeah. says, yeah, we're good now. Um, it's very interesting. But, and then his quote, yeah, it was definitely on purpose. Real Muto doesn't, he drops his glove as the pitch is coming, and then fake puts it up. He just leaves it there. Yeah. No, he drops it down. Um, I did in the breakdown. He drops it down as the pitch is coming, like halfway, the ball's halfway, and his glove's down. And at the end, when it hits him, he throws it back up. Uh, you know, I, I, you, I've been hammering this home for a long time. I don't think hit by pitchers should be part of the game. Intentional hit by pitchers should be part of the game. I understand Shilty, very old school type of guy. You know, you go up and you hit Harper. He's making a lot of money. He's the heart and soul of the Phillies team. Um, it's almost that is part of old school baseball. So like if you're gonna hit our best guy, then we we got to do something. And what's messed up is if this was Andrew Knapp at the plate, my guy mm. Knapp, like they probably wouldn't have thrown it Arenado the next day. So it's 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 something about protecting your best players. I still don't think when it was clearly obvious that there was no intent, that I don't think you need to reciprocate because like what you're saying, Jim. These guys, they don't always have pinpoint control. Neris doesn't have pinpoint control. Okay. Like, if he slips in one and hits Arenado on the jaw, like, then what are we talking about? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, oh. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad no one's mad here, but I also, like, don't agree with it. I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, I don't think you need to answer for it like that. Um, especially when Harper comes out and was like, hey, Henesis, like, no big deal, dude. Like, that should be the end of it. Harper should have said that's the end of it. Okay. Like you don't need to be protecting anybody because this could just lead to more things okay. down. So that's a great segue into the next soundbite I have because Schilt had another absolutely fantastic quote about how Harper handled this. Let me, uh, I have it here. Do, 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 do. Bryce Harper sent over a nice text to Genesis Cabrera. You want to talk about a first class move? Whoever's a fan of Bryce Harper. Whoever has children that are fans of Bryce Harper, support that guy. What he sent over in a message day was completely a class act. Um, and he wanted to make sure that Genesis knew that he was aware it was unintentional and that if he needed to talk and make sure he was okay with mentally about what took place, that he was free to you know, have the conversation with him. But he had empathy for the guy that hit him. So a lot of respect for Bryce Harper. So... That's also just an interesting element, I think. It's awesome that Harper did that. Awesome that Shielty made it public knowledge that he did that, I think. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously Shield handled it the right way. Um, I even like what he said back to Girardi when Girardi was going nuts. He was like, leave my fucking players alone, Leave my pitchers alone, you Joe. Know, that's all he said. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know, man. I am totally against it. I don't – if someone's out there and he's – the other team is intently hitting guys because they hit a homer – then there's there's got to be some retribution. You have to police it yourself a little bit. So I know I'm walking back my statement, but I feel like those circumstances are so rare 
in today's game, like not many guys are head hunting on purpose right now. Not many guys are. Um, you know, do they want to pitch in and up? Yeah, because it's effective. So some of the sometimes those run away from it a little bit and they start to hit guys. But I I I bet if you went through a whole season, every single game, I bet you can count on two hands the amount of times people hit someone intentionally. Like less than ten. For the whole league or for one team? For the whole league. For the whole league. Intentional hit by batters, hit by pitches is just not a thing, in my opinion, that happens too much anymore. Maybe I'm totally wrong about that. Maybe there's a bunch of pitchers out there that are D-bags. I, I'd say but it's I, more than that. I mean, you know, in, in my times playing, I don't think it happened that Talking about thousands of games, thousands of pitches. I, I know. Series. I know. I, I think series is where things get complicated because if, if this happens too much, and, and this is why this is a discussion, is it's a gray area. Because um, there, it should be kind of enforceable on the field. Like the, it was Nolan Arenado for a reason. This is your guy. This is a stud. You hit our stud in the face. Sure, it was an accident, but hey, make sure your pitchers know that's not cool and this can't be happening. So yes, there's intent there. Yes, it's an area gray because it's it's goddamn caveman shit. <laughs> you hit our guy in the face, so we're gonna hit you. It's literally an eye for an eye. The whole world is blind. But in a way, this is supposed to be the game's enforcement. And when it's done the right way, which in a way this was, you know, both sides kind of tip the cap. Like, hey, it stops here. Like you're saying, he checks with Real Mudo. Um, I, I think when it's done right, this is it and you move on. So it, it sucks. But, you know, if you're Arenado... You know, you kind of look at the pitchers and you say, hey, <laughs> check out this black and blue I got because you let a couple slip. I know it was an accident, but hey, like tighten it up. Yeah. <sighs> I, I'm looking at the video right now. It seems intentional. They're not a one? It seems yeah, intentional. It's, yeah. it's the, so intentional. Okay. I don't know. I mean, obviously, that's that's coming from the manager. I don't think that's coming from Real Muto. I don't think that's coming from Harper either. Maybe a pitcher, a veteran pitcher said to do it. I, don't I think know. Real Muto is just doing his big... gloves like pre-routine. Like calls the pitch. But the way he holds it there at uh, the end. When he holds like, it there at the end, uh, I think he's proving his point. I also watched like the other pitches and he doesn't do it. Like there's a body language there when a pitch is thrown. Like when the pitch comes out of his hand, his glove is just down, like not in like, a completely relaxed motion. You're right. You're right. You go slow-mo. It's just like this. And then at the end, he just throws it up. I don't like any of it, to be honest with you. I don't like the reciprocation. I don't like that. So me and me and Trevor Bauer agree on things. The Trevors. I didn't like it either. I like that no one's mad, but I, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like when uh, 10 years ago, when every hitter was saying, no, it's fine if they use pine tarts. Like, okay, well, I mean, if, if the, if the players don't care, who am I to care as a fan? And, but then it, now we're coming. It's weird. It also, I mean, it starts tying into team identity and stuff. Like, say, okay, say the Phillies and Naris Girardi tells them, like, hey, cut the shit. Let's get a W. We're not, we're not doing that. Then they go to their next series, and let's say Hoskins gets one, gets one above the shoulders. You know, at a certain point, you're a team sitting there, like, we're just gonna let this happen. So, like. It's tough. It's the gray area. I was shocked when he said they did it the right way and kept it low because it's not that low of a hit by. It's not. It's not, it's not low. Yeah, that was. In, I think he bag. just wanted to put interesting man put an end to it. 
Yeah. I think Shieldy just wanted to, he complimented Harper. I think he just wanted to, they've hit two, you know, Flaherty hit a guy in the head as well on accident. So the Cardinals have now hit a couple guys in the head in one month on accident. So great. I think he just wanted to kind of put an end to all of it. But interesting anyway. All right. Philly. You were doing a lot of calculations. Is that behind the scenes stuff or your wheels uh, were You turning? saw me doing something else, but Trev, while we're here, okay. if you could do an unplug, replug, that'd be cool. Because you just mm-hmm. roboted a little bit on your last sentence. Unplug, replug while we set up for elevator talk. Mm. If you are stuck in an elevator with a person wearing this hat, we will put two minutes on the clock and we will give you some fodder that you can have with them. Sound good? Trav, you back? Check, check. Mm. Check, check. It's not better. Okay. Okay. Try from the other end or something. Oh. You guys take it. You guys take it. We're going to spin it. Oh, boy. The Yankees. Oh, boy. Seems a little unnecessary. Should we spin again? I mean, it's a national baseball podcast. I know you and I get timid about it, but... Well, anyone that listens to this that's a Yankees fan also listens to talking Yankees. Right. There's no one listening to this. But we're, we're here to catch up the league. That's what this um, is. All right. So they finally got good starts out of Kluber and Terman. That was nice. Judge is uh, getting rest, and they won't say what he's sore with. It was a side thing. Now it's a lower body thing. Boone cited travel as a reason why he's getting rest. But the whole team's traveling. Uh, so that's the topic. Judge, starting pitching, overall vibes. Yeah, I think going back to the origin of this, it's in the elevator. So if you see a Yankees fan and you want to be nice to them, it's like, hey, DJ Stanton look like they're coming around. How how great has that Gio Urshela been for you guys? Cole looks like he could be in the Cy Young races here. If you see a Yankee fans and you feel the other emotion, I go, oh, how about that start? Is Boone on the hot seat? Sanchez Bench. Any Yankee fan is, is going, and, and if two Yankee fans come together, there's no way anyone's talking about anything positive right now. It is only negative. So they stink. 11 and 14. The Orioles have the same record as them. All this stuff is going to come out in Yankee fan talk right now. And deservedly so. They had a winning road trip, Trev. We had this team at over 95 and a half wins, every single one of us. They are not going to get there. Big big nine game homestand coming up. Detroit, Houston, and the Nats. Yeah, we did so talk I, about this. I, I think this nine game homestand is going to find out. Uh, we're going to find something out, and I don't know if I'm excited to. Trev, did you ever pay attention to the the old baseball adage, "Win at home, split on the road, and you have a good season"? I mean, people always said that, but you know, we broke it down more. Win a series, like win the series. series. But that you did have that thought. So like. The other day, um, I tweeted out, like, you know, got to win. The, with with the series won, the Yankees are going to, like, semi not care about this last game in Cleveland. Not, instead of going for the sweep, they didn't care about it. And and someone responded, like, winning series doesn't matter at all. And I said, I, I think that's, like, the whole nature of the beast in this sport. So uh, professional players, you do – that. you're cognizant of that, like, that's, let's win this that's series. That's been heard before. I mean, you – it depends on, you know, the type of team you have. I think a lot of teams do think win a series. Sometimes it's if you're not as good, I feel like teams will say, all right, day by day, like let's take today, short memory, come back tomorrow. But I think when you're a good team, I think the mantra is more like let's let's keep winning series. Keep winning, racking up those series wins. 
is more of like a good team's mantra and then like game by game is more of like we're kind of crappy but like if we just take it game by game maybe we can add them up uh, at the end I of like the year that. i like that goodbye and booney always references like it was a good homestand or it was a good road trip so he seems to lump all of it together like that they're nerds too see you guys goodbye